regional and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, along with Joey Dore on this fourth day of June, 6.06 on the clock and 83 degrees and sunny outside in Athens, Ohio. It's a sports fan presented by JK Contracting, and it is good to be with you on this Friday. As uh, one more day, then we hit the weekend, and it's been a uh, you know, pretty good week, uh, pretty relaxed week to this point, and uh, a pretty good win for the Cincinnati Reds over the St. Louis Cardinals last night. Uh, but first, Joey, how are you? It's hot outside today. Yeah. But, yeah, I know. I've been good. Uh, another week down. Uh, you know, just quick sports fan here to wrap up uh, before everybody can get on with their weekends. And it was a, uh, you know, good night last night. Again, the Reds beat the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And, um, you know, it's always nice when uh, you, know, you get some good baseball and some good weather on top of that as well. Uh, and I know J.W. Smith would be happy because the Lakers fell to the Suns last night. 113 to 100. Uh, Booker was a little bit too much for LeBron James and the uh, you know, Anthony Davis-less Lakers. Even though Davis did play in the first quarter, uh, he had to leave due to injury again. It was a groin injury for Davis. And uh, the Lakers suffered a uh, first-round exit of the playoffs. And that was the first time that LeBron James took an exit in the first round of the playoffs. So I, I know uh, JW and pretty much uh, anybody who... I don't want... They don't dislike LeBron James, but anybody who who uh, likes to see uh, James lose, I guess, are, are are pretty happy with that as well. But good game from uh, from the Phoenix Suns. You got to hand it to them; they're the second seed for a reason. And uh, we got a uh, JW calling in on the line right now. JW, the Suns defeat the Lakers. You got to be happy. The king is dead. The king is dead, <laughs> and all his horsemen can't put him back together again. <laughs> Very happy. I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. I'm going to sit down with my Jordan boys, and we're going to have a toast to LeBron James tomorrow. You can only imagine what it's going to be, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm sure you're going to have a great time. And uh... oh, yes. We're going to have a great time. But it's all good. It's all good. It's... I lost a good friend one time when um, my Bulls finally beat Detroit. And I glued it too much, so I've learned from that. <laughs> you know, it's like, good God. You know, it's just a sport. And for some people, it's like the end of the world. I mean, I, we were never the same after that. I just, I mean, the Pistons had beat us so bad. And when the Bulls finally swept them four in a row, I was just elated. And I just went overboard. But, yeah, so so I may watch some of the NBA now, uh, especially if there's like two new fresh teams in the finals, maybe. But. It's all good. And I want the Reds to beat St. Louis like 25 to nothing tonight. That helps my Cubbies because we got a tough road trip, baby. Woo, it's San Francisco. And, oh, my God, that's a good team. That's a good team. There are a lot of good baseball teams out west this year. I mean, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. I know. Well, Joey's already called it. You know, all the wild cards are coming from there, and I think Joey's probably right. That's how it looks like right now, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of a reverse. I mean, all the uh, the Central's been doing that stuff recent years, but, yeah, the West is definitely. But, you know, these things can uh, they can turn around quick. Uh, I've seen it happen, so. Yeah, I think that's what we're all kind of forgetting. It's still early June here. There's still, yes, you that's know, right. We're not so even halfway through the season quick. yet. Let's have this conversation in August and see where we are, because, buddy, <laughs> I've seen teams go on, you know, 9 out of 10 – uh, you know, Connor, I do like you, but I keep forgetting you're a New York fan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, buddy, from Chicago, yeah. I will never, ever forgive your Mets over the... For 69 alone, I won't forgive them. That's, oh, my God. It was the Miracle Mets for a reason. I mean, you guys were supposed to win. It was a miracle that the Mets won. So this is my bigger point. We had like a 9 or 10 game lead in August. And, man, the Mets ran us down and... Wow, Seaver and Kuzma. Oh, my God. I, don't know. I was 10 years old, but I remember that, Connor. <laughs> really bad. 
Well, I know this the, guy uh, named Cleon Jones. Look up that guy's name. Uh, he I, was special. I know Cleon Jones. He took Cleon the knee to make the final out in the uh, in the World Series. Caught the ball, took a knee out in left field, and the rest was history. You're too young for this young man. I mean, Cleon Jones. I used to know his nephew, and man, he was, ooh, he was special. And Soboda, and man, and Tommy Agee in center. Oh, my God. Ron Hunt. And then you guys swept us in 4 and 15, but we won the World Series in 16, sir. <laughs> and that's all that matters. That's this all that matters. As a Cub fan, Joey, you don't care if we never won another game. <laughs> we, <laughs> buddy, we are happy, happy. Um, but, no, I do think that the Lakers got to do a little soul-searching because if Anthony Davis, and I, he shouldn't have probably played last, you, you can't risk him for a game. Yeah, you could tell right away uh, when he yeah, had to can't do that. move quickly that he just didn't have it. Uh, no, you he can't just rushed do that. out there. I mean, he could have got. He could have done like you know Durant. Right. Know, Durant yeah. came back and yeah. and, and even uh, the boy Clay. They they weren't ready, and you you can't. Man, so they. But I think they got that championship, whatever you want to call it, happened last year, and I think that'll suffice them for a while, but. I think a lot of people out there are grumbling about the people they brought in. They expected more from the support staff. Mm-hmm. That's what people are grumbling about out there. Yeah, you could tell uh, without Anthony Davis in the lineup, it, it just kind of seems, you know, like the teams that LeBron had to play with when he first got to Cleveland. It's right. just him and, uh, you know, all the suspects around them. Mm-hmm, exactly. Now, the Clippers, they play tonight, do they? They do. They do, they yeah. They play Dallas? Yep. Yeah, you might do it, Joey. They may be done too. And they could be, be for sure. If uh, Luca keeps cooking like he has, they're going to yeah, be in some trouble. Yeah, his neck is that 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 could be over. And uh, man, LA going from you know winning everything last year—basketball, baseball. Yeah, but you know it happens like that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Let's say somebody like the Nets. And Denver end up in the finals, what those ratings will look like, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's almost like uh, brutal. It's almost like Doc Rivers is a really good coach, and the Clippers maybe should have kept him around. I like Doc. Glenn Doc Rivers. He was a good player at Marquette. Good man. Good man. I don't think he's a great coach, but he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for I sure. I like that. I like that. Anyway, um, let me see. I think that's it. But, no, I, just, I, I don't... You know, I don't. I, I wish LeBron well, whatever he does, and uh, you know. But I will. Um, I will toast him tomorrow in Chicago. So. <laughs> well, if you guys were on tomorrow, I'd call you from Chicago and say, "Hey, I'm sitting here at the bar." <laughs> I wish. I wish. I'm listening, gentlemen. Sounds good. We always appreciate uh, you, sir. Always care, a pleasure, JW. Bye bye. The great JW Smith. And, yeah, I knew he'd be happy, and I figured that he'd call in because, again, you know, the uh, the Lakers lost last night. Uh, Chris Paul and, and Booker were able to get the job done against the Lakers, and, you know, the Suns advanced to the next round of the tournament, and right off the bat, uh, not it wasn't even cold yet. I mean, the, the bed was still warm, and they're already looking to try to improve that roster, and they're going after Damian Lillard now. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's been rumors for... But I mean, they just they just suffered the loss. They just got knocked out of the postseason, and there's not even any time to to even think about it. It's all right. Let's just go get the next guy. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what you know. It's that's the nature of the beast. There, you know, as soon as you're out, you're trying to figure out how do you go back to winning next year. I mean, obviously, the Lakers would add a, a Lillard or you know another star player would help them out that much more. I mean, you saw yesterday without one of the you know kind of the the two stars they have in LeBron and. Anthony Davis, I mean, who's your third best player? Is it Caldwell Pope? Uh, Kuzma's fallen off terribly. He averaged, I think, four or five points a game in this past playoff series. Uh, you know, Schroeder, he got 20 last night, but it was a really inefficient game from him, and he's been pretty up and down throughout the season. Uh, they don't really have another guy uh, that's, uh, that's a consistent scoring threat. I mean, they brought in Montrez Harrell from from the other L.A. team, and they thought he was going to come in and make a big difference. He was barely playing in that series. You could just tell they were just a completely different team. Uh, the Suns knew if they could just throw bodies at LeBron while he was driving to the paint uh, and make life tougher on him, 
Now, LeBron must take a lot of contact last night. They were kind of letting him play out there for sure. But, yeah, they, they do. I think soul-searching is the, the right term to use there. They gotta, they're got to bring in some more form of help because otherwise, you know, LeBron's going to be another year older next year. Anthony Davis, he's always had injury problems, so that's that's just something that that's kind of par for the course with him. Unfortunately, just it came in the playoffs this year, and last year he got healthy through the playoffs, so it worked out. But um, they're going to have to add another star or at least another another scoring threat out there if they're going to be able to continue to make it uh, where they want to go in the West and such. Uh, and the big topic today is already, you know, did that did that tarnish LeBron's legacy at all last night? I mean, a little bit. I mean, in my in my mind, right? You know, because I kind of value getting to, you know, when you're making postseason, when you're making the finals year in and, and year out, you know, with different teams and different cast of characters around you. Uh, yeah, that, that's been kind of impressive. And maybe it doesn't diminish it so much as it's just, you know, now towards the tail end of a career, right? It's been a fantastic career for LeBron James, and he just didn't have it. Uh, maybe he's, he's just getting a little bit too old now, and... Uh, it's not going to be the, the Tom Brady kind of win a Super Bowl and, and, and take an exit. I mean, Brady will have to, he's, he's still playing, or maybe a better comparison would have been, um, you know, Peyton Manning, uh, you know, winning the Super Bowl and then taking the exit. I would have to say LeBron James is still going to go out there and, and try, but his days of making finals after finals are, uh, are probably over, and I, I think that this postseason kind of cements that. And I was listening to uh, a national radio Show and they, they had a little segment. They had uh, Stephen A. Smith on with uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Oh boy. And Russo. Sure Stephen A. was dropping well, knowledge. Stephen A. was saying that, you know, the Lakers still kind of had that aura around them that they won the championship last year and they weren't really focused this year. And, you know, this is just kind of a result of, of not really, uh, you know, barreling down. It, it was, was very much the tone around them this year, was. It doesn't really matter what seed they get in the playoffs or, you know, how, how it all plays out. Once they get there, they're going to turn it on and, and make another finals run. What you forget is, remember that first play-in game? It took a, a shot from LeBron about six feet behind the three-point line while the shot clock was going off to hit a three to beat the Warriors, and they had to get a couple stops after that as well. But, you know, they almost lost their play-in game to the Warriors who ended up losing their second play-in game and didn't end up as one of the eight seats. Um, and, you know, I, I think it seemed that this Suns team... And it, it's tougher with Davis going out because that is an excuse to point to. I mean, they were up 2-1 when, when Anthony Davis was healthy and, and playing. And, you know, the two games they didn't play, the Lakers just looked like a completely different team. There was no flow to the offense. Everything they had to earn looked hard. Uh, they were turning the ball over so much, missing wide-open looks. All, they, they just didn't play well. And the Suns, uh, you know, kind of shot the lights out of the gym, especially in the first quarter yesterday. I mean... What Booker and Jay Crowder and uh, other guys did in that first quarter, they, I think they scored 36 in the first quarter, and I think like 33 of them came off of threes or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So they were they were uh, they were making it rain from behind the arc for sure, um, and the Lakers just didn't have the offensive firepower outside of LeBron James to be able to keep up with that, and that's that's going to be a problem moving forward. Right, right, and. But you are right. There was kind of an aura around them that it doesn't matter, you know, just get us into the playoffs. LeBron got hurt midseason. So did Anthony Davis. They were both out for extended period of time. The team wasn't playing all that well, you know, and it was like, ah, you know, let's get in the playoffs. AD LeBron, they'll be happy and healthy again. And, you know, we'll be the finals favorite out of the West. But they ran into a young Suns team that's playing some really good ball right now. And they got bounced out. Right. I mean, Mad Dog was talking about, you know, it was a, uh, quick turnaround from the end of the 2020 season when they won the championship to now this season. So he wasn't going to kill the Lakers for not performing up to their peak performance because they didn't really have an offseason, right? I mean, the teams that did not make the, the bubble tournament last year, uh, they had more of an offseason than the teams who were playing through, uh, you know, that quarantine bubble that they had. And it was a long trip uh, to make it all the way through and, and win that postseason. Um, so it was, you know, a, a weird year. You can... Uh, Agree that they, they won the title or or not, but uh, it was a very quick turnaround for the Lakers, and you know now uh, maybe this year was a little bit of effect of that. But then the, on the other end, Stephen A. was saying, you know, hey, they they just put their hat on the uh, the championship they won last year, 
they were not very focused this year. And, you know, here's the, uh, that's the result, getting bounced in the first round to the Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, I guess you can make a case for that due to the fact that they, you know, they didn't really add too many pieces in the offseason. Like, they brought in Montrez Harrell and Struder and these guys. But, you know, obviously they didn't add another, you know, perennial all-star kind of talented player that, uh, you know, you know, the Warriors came off a, uh, 70 plus win season went out and added Kevin Durant uh, an all time great player you know these teams that win championships they usually say to repeat you got to get better from the year before and I don't know if the Lakers really did that uh, with their offseason additions uh, and you know you just have an aging you know he is a all time great talent but you know father time catches up to everybody and then you have Anthony Davis who you know, still in the prime of his career, playing really good ball, but has always been injury prone, even to his times before the Lakers when he was with the, the Pelicans in New Orleans. So uh, they, they got to find somebody else to plug in, or at least a couple of role guys that can just score and be more effective on offense than the ones they have uh, currently. Because guys like Schroeder and, and Caldwell Pope and and Harrell and you know they're they're trying the Morris twins out there. These guys aren't aren't scorers, and that that's kind of what you need in today's NBA when when your superstars aren't on. You're not gonna have somebody else that is able to pick up the slack, right? And play a little bit of defense too. I mean, yes, I mean you can shoot the lights out, but you know if you're giving up 50 points, you know I mean you got to play a little defense. Even just a tad bit, right? Well, I mean, you cannot. Lakers are number one in defense in the NBA this year, right? You can't. Well, right, but um, they didn't have, and it's more to your point where they didn't have the offensive power to, you know, take on the Suns. Uh, but they did put up a hundred points. Uh, but they just didn't hold the Suns below hundred. And you know what else doesn't hurt? It's a three-pointers game. The Lakers coming into the playoffs were the second worst uh, in three-point percentage out of the playoff teams. And it showed throughout this series when they need to knock down open threes to kind of keep themselves in the game or maybe get a momentum-changing bucket. They weren't able to get it. Uh, no one was able to step up and hit a big shot when they needed it. And, you know, when it comes to, I wouldn't say, you know, I think any really differently of the level of talent LeBron James is, but I think it's the way they lost these last two games, right? Because I think even as close as four or five years ago, you know, LeBron James, no matter who he would be playing and who he's playing with, if, you know, someone was injured, he was able to take some, some Cavs teams that were kind of lacking talent with, that were ridden with injuries, and they'd be down in series, and he'd be able to will them to a victory by himself. But in those games five and six, you could tell that LeBron wasn't, didn't have the gas to, to go out and win the Lakers, the series, all by himself. And is that showing his age? Maybe a little bit. Maybe he's a little bit more fatigued. The guy's played deep into uh, deep into the summer. Many of the years that he's played, especially in the past 10. And, you know, that's just one of those things that kind of catches up with everybody. But uh, he didn't seem like the same, you know, the king, as they say, that uh, could just will his team to a victory. He seemed like he needed some help out there. And the cast around him wasn't there to, to support him. No, it wasn't. Especially, again, when Davis went down. But the rest of the crew just could not get the job done. Suns beat the Lakers last night and advanced to the second round of the NCAA postseason, uh, one thirteen to one hundred. And uh, yeah, I know some people are happy about it, especially JW, and uh, he'll be uh, celebrating tomorrow in Chicago, which is good to hear. We'll talk about the Cincinnati Reds coming up next, and of course, we'll take your phone calls at some four zero five nine two six six four six. It's a sports fan presented by JNK Contracting on nine seventy and ninety seven point one FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. A relaxing drive in the country. Cornfields, rolling hills, and red barns. Idyllic. Until suddenly you approach a bad railroad crossing with obstructed views. The only warning? A crossbar. With minimal signage and access 
accident can occur anytime. But you can help. Report bad railroad crossings at angelsontrack.org. That's angelsontrack.org. Because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and this station. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Back inside for the Sports Fan, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and Mike with Joe Medor up until... 7 o'clock today. Cincinnati Reds hit the airwaves at 745 as they take on the St. Louis Cardinals. It was a big first game in the series last night. The Reds took game one, four to two over the Cardinals, uh, getting the win. Gutierrez, uh, Gutierrez goes five innings, allows three hits, two runs, gave up three walks, three strikeouts, and gets his first major league victory of his career. The Reds beat Adam Wainwright, who pitched seven innings, allowing eight hits, three runs, all were earned, and struck out four Cincinnati Reds batters. Uh, Jesse Winker getting a two-run home run, and uh, really the Reds' offense just got enough to be able to secure the win over St. Louis, and that's a big, big first win uh, over the Cardinals, who had swept the Reds first time around when they two uh, faced each other earlier on this season. Hey, if, I mean, how big is it? It's June. <laughs> Well, it's June, but you could lose in June. I mean, you can't win in June, but you could lose in June. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a it's a win they needed, uh, I guess. I, it, it's they're they're so hard to judge. They are, but I mean, when you get a pitching performance out of Gutierrez like you did last night, even though he went five, somehow, some way, the bullpen was able to hold, and you did use your guy that you throw multiple innings from in uh, T.J. Antone. Antone goes two innings, doesn't give up a run, three strikeouts, and only a hit. He's got an ERA of 1.5. I mean, he has been the most effective guy out of the bullpen, really out of the whole pitching staff so far this season. And you know, it's a shame because you can't use him really in multiple. You can try to use him multiple days, but when you're putting a reliever out there pitching two innings, and he had, I'm trying to see pitches here, Antone, 32 pitches. So, I mean, do you throw him out there again? I mean, maybe you see him in the third game of the series, but he can't. he's not an everyday guy that you can throw out there, um, just the way that how pitching is set up in the MLB these days. But, you know, when you use him, he's been effective, and he helped you get the win. Lucas Sims got the save pitching two innings and uh, lowered his ERA from, uh, I think it was up north of six, but now it's at 5.14 so far for uh, Lucas Sims, who's been much better than Amir Garrett uh, trying to close things down. But again, it was a, a win that I think the Reds needed. It was a win that you know, they they got because the bats came alive against... Uh, you know, he's not washed up, but he's at the tail end of his career, and Adam Wainwright. Um, but Winker gets the home run, two RBIs. Castellanos with two hits. Uh, Jonathan India with two hits. You know, when you get the bats going, then your pitching does the job, it, it's seems like it's a lot easier to win a couple of baseball games. Uh, I'd say it's yeah, it was more timely hitting last night and they've uh, they've struggled in that department at times when they get a when they get a decent pitching performance. Uh, you mentioned Gutierrez. Uh, only time it was really rocky was in the first inning, but other than that, only a few hits, three, walked three guys, struck out three. He's more of a seems to be a more pitch to contact kind of guy, not really racking up the strikeout numbers there, but gets the quality start and they take advantage of it. And the bullpen is able to hold it down. Uh, as you mentioned, Antone's kind of the only guy that uh, has been consistent out there on the mound. Uh, and he usually goes two to three innings when he's able to be brought in in relief. And, you know, you, you make it a little bit easier to maybe go out there and try to win in series. And you do make up ground on a team that's that's a good chunk ahead of them in the division right now. Uh, obviously, Chicago's at the top, but uh, Cardinals are right behind them. Uh, they got... Hopefully they can build off this, and Winker, you know, just continues to be rock solid. It's another home run out. I mean, him and him and Castellanos together, uh, you know, they combined for half the hits that the team had yesterday. These guys are just uh, they're just tearing the cover off the ball, and they really show no signs of of slowing down at this point. Uh, they can just get one or two guys to also, you know, just con- consistently get the bats. Looks like Suarez is starting to go dipped it back down again after getting the average all the way up to 170. Unfortunately, he's back down to 158. But um, well, That's what happens when you take an 0 for 5. Uh, you got to take a walk every now and then, right? I mean, at some point, you just got to figure out a way to get on base 
They left four men on base, went 0 for 5, did score a run, but, I mean, he, uh, he, he grounded out and got on base. Fielder's choice, and then was driven in by, uh, by Winker. But, again, it's a, uh, an offense, when they do get their timely hitting, they do succeed, uh, but it all depends on their pitching staff, and you like what you've seen through two starts now out of Gutierrez. Yeah, and you got another guy in Jonathan India. He's starting to creep back up. I mean, he was dipping down towards the Mendoza line, but now he's had a, strung a few good games together back up in the 240s. Not not a bad mark for a rookie by any stretch, especially one that's you know that's had to play every day like he has. I mean, he's been a fixture in the lineup since the season has started. So hopefully he can continue to, to get that average back up there. You know, they have the piece in the lineup. Naquin had, a, had an RBI double yesterday. He's been uh, continuing to... Improve his stock since you know he once he came in once he came in with the Indians. I mean everybody was all in on this guy. Then he kind of tapered off his last couple of years, but he's doing a job in Cincinnati now. You know, uh, I mean the main thing in the order, you know, two through two through about five. You know, Winker, Cassiano, Stevenson, Naquin, they've been fairly consistent throughout the season. At that point, I mean the guys have been jumbled uh, in different combinations of th- of two through five. Uh, but they can't find a true leadoff guy at this point. And, you know, it would just benefit so much more if they could because you have these guys behind them that have been RBI machines this year in Winker and Castellanos. So if you can just plug somebody in. I mean, you experimented with Suarez for, you know, it's coming up on two weeks now. The average hasn't gone anywhere. I'm not sure that's going to be the long-term solution for him. Well, would you say maybe a guy like uh, you know, Jonathan India could maybe swap with Suarez? At some point, I mean, you can't... I like the experiment. I like having somebody hit in front of Winker and Castellanos. But at some point, the leadoff guy has got to get on base uh, so that, you know, Winker or Castellanos can hit him in. Uh, but right now, Jonathan India, three stolen bases. You know, he's maybe a little bit more of a prototypical uh, leadoff hitter. Nah, he strikes say? out way too much. Just strike, strike out the walk is two to one. I'm not sure that's, what, that's not also what you need in the leadoff spot. Because outside of those two guys, maybe, I don't know, you like Naquin behind him, right? He's got a little bit of pop in his bat. Um, you know, just right out of the starting lineup, what they threw out there yesterday, I don't really see any other candidates for a leadoff hitter except for, you know, either Suarez or India. And also, I mean, Vada might be coming back soon, and he's been batting second. Then it'll be interesting to see what they do what they do there because you're going to assume maybe they throw him back in the second spot and bump down Winker and Castellanos again. No, they're... They're going to have a lot of possibilities. You, don't forget, you could have Mustakas coming back, too. I mean, neither one of those guys are really lead-off batter material at this point, either. They don't really have a guy that I would say is the prototypical guy you imagine that is going to work the count and get on base as much as possible. I mean, they don't have anybody really tearing it up in the on-base percentage department. But Right. And as long as Suarez can you know, look a little bit like his old self and try to get on base and try to get his base hits... You, know, you can live with him there, but again, like you said, he's got his average up to 170, but now it's all the way back down to 158, and if you want to continue to try to win these ball games, you can't... And also, we're praising him for getting his average up to 170. Like, right. I mean, it's... He's not, he's not a leadoff hitter. No. That wasn't his thing, even when he was, you know, why, why he got paid is he was a home run RBI guy. Right. Right, and now he's batting leadoff with an on-base plus slugging of .599. And if you don't know anything, it's not an advanced analytic, but if you don't know anything about it, a .599 uh, OPS is not good. Uh, for comparison, Winker's at 1.044, and uh, Castellanos is at 1.62, and those are you know, pretty pretty darn good uh, OPSs right there. Arenado's batting two seventy one. He's got a, an 8 OPS, um, uh, .8 OPS. But, again, it's... Let's see what they can get out of Suarez. They did win the game last night. That's a good thing for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, but now you shift and you turn the page to tonight, and the concerns are all the way back. You were encouraged where uh, Gutierrez uh, was going out there and pitching. He did well in his first Major League appearance, uh, first start, and now you know got his Major League win, first win yesterday. But now you're putting out Luis Castillo, and Castillo is 1-8 this season with a 7-2-2 ERA. And he's going against uh, Wong-Hoon Kim uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Kim was uh, pretty good the first time around. 
and only allowed one earned run, five and two-thirds innings, striking out a career-high eight batters. So on one side, you have a guy who's had a lot of success, especially against the Reds, and then for the Reds, a guy who is still trying to figure things out uh, as he continues to pitch along this season. I don't know. I mean, hopefully Castillo gets to turn it around, but it's, again, not a good... He can't live and die by every single game. There's 162 games out there, but it's a big series. You'd like to win the series, and if Castillo can get things turned around against the Cardinals tonight, that's at least encouraging, but it's not really... Uh, I don't predict that tonight. I wouldn't hold my breath <laughs> on it. Uh, I mean, he's just... looked like he can't really figure things out. Uh, you know, the strikeouts are down, the walks are up, the ERA is obviously a problem at 7-2-2. You know, he's... And I mean, it said in a little bio there that in his last start, he looked good for the first, you know, four or five innings, and he came out in the sixth and walked the first two guys, and they came around to score, and, you know, it, it's just ended up being a real problem for him this season. I mean, you look, you got to put up there, you know, he's got 17 walks in the last 33 innings. That's that, that's nothing to tote about. He's also given up 44 hits and 29 runs. It, there's just something about him that uh, the ball's really flat this year, and uh, guys are making him pay. And it's a tough Cardinals lineup, as we know, especially at the top with uh, Arnado and Goldschmidt. So, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one to try to get turned around. You just keep holding out hope because this the success that he's had for so many years. I mean, he hasn't had anything close to this. I mean, he had it pulled up there in 2018 to 4-3, which isn't great. Uh, but, but it's a respectable major league pitcher. You can say around on that, I mean... You're in the third month of the season and has 7-2-2 ERA. I mean, that's that's really bad, especially as a starter, due to the fact that they get to throw more innings. There's more chances to bring it down a little bit, at least to, I don't know, a five or something. I mean, 7-2-2 and a 1-8 record. That's You're flirting with you know some of the worst names in the league at that point. All right. And just looking at, you know, career-wise for Luis Castillo right now, he is at 1-8 this season. The most losses that he's had in a season came in 2008 when he had also his previous high ERA of 4.3. 2018, not 2008. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> I missed a, a one there. But uh, 10 wins, 12 losses, right? Had a pretty good year in 2019, 15-8, 2020, 4-6. Um, you know, but like you you're said, the at walks, the, you're, you're like the, 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 the Grom guy who's always like, we can't look at record as a pitcher. Look well, no, ERA, but, you're naming... But as you take a look at, I, for specifically Degrom, I take. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't right. care about. I know Jacob Degrom's good. You don't have to tell me. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, I'm, all I'm saying though is, as I'm looking at it through the lens of a baseball team and not an individual player, you throw this guy out there, you know, eleven times this year and eight. I mean, more than half of it, eight times, he suffered the loss. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about the other years you were reading off. Well, Where yeah, the guy went three and seven, but he had three point one two ERA. All right, and that year is fine. I left out twenty seventeen. I didn't talk about twenty seventeen. Uh, you read nineteen and twenty. You said he went four and six in twenty twenty. Like that was bad. He had three two one ERA. All right, he you had you a good year. A, yeah, I mean it was a decent year for Luis Castillo last year. Pretty good one. Um, he was the opening day starter this year, and just has not been able to uh, to get things going. Yeah, I mean, I'll caveat that to, uh, you know, if if Gray was probably not hurt, he'd probably start opening day. But still, I mean, he was supposed to be the number two guy, uh, no dispute about it. And, you know, maybe start to take a step into, you know, trying to fill the shoes of Bauer towards that, that Cy Young performance that Bauer had last year. I mean, Castillo, you know, when you're that, when you have an ERA, I mean, he's sub 3-5 every year except one his first or uh, three of his first four seasons. I mean, that's a guy who's who's on track to be a, a pretty darn good pitcher for a while, and then he's just completely falling off the table this year. Right, right. And it's not only, you know, Luis Castillo. I mean, he's the starter for tonight, which is why we're talking about him. But, you know, you take a look at the other pitchers around for the Cincinnati Reds. you got guys like Jose De Leon, who's at an 8-3-5 ERA, 18 and a third innings pitched. Carson Fulmer with a 6 ERA, 25 and two-thirds innings. And then Perez with an 8.13 ERA and 17.1, uh, 17 and a third innings pitched. So the pitching staff as a whole is not doing well. But you do have some success from Tyler Malley and Wade Miley, right? I mean, those two guys have been consistently, you know, 
decent throughout the first half. I mean, it's not really the first half of the season yet, but first quarter of the year. Uh, you know, you can count on Mally, you can count on Miley. Um, but outside of that, they have the worst pitching in the league, the highest DRA in the league, the worst bullpen in the league. Some of these guys have got to get things turned around, and hopefully you take what Luis Castillo did last time, even though it wasn't great, there's something to build off of, and he can do something against the uh, uh, dangerous St. Louis Cardinals team tonight. But it's now you got uh, Goldschmidt back in the lineup, who's a dangerous hitter. You got Arenado, of course, who was there last night, and then Molina. We'll uh, we'll see what what he can do, but it's not a a uh, an easy task for uh, Castillo to get out there and, and and turn things around against St. Louis tonight. I hope he does. You know, hopefully, uh, the Reds are able to take the series, but. I said the way you can hide a bad bullpen is if you get good starts because they don't have to pitch as much. But right, and you just got to figure out a way to get Antone in there. TJ Antone, you got to enjoy the way that he's pitching. A one point five ERA. I mean, he, he's making an argument now that yeah, he could be the best bullpen arm in in the majors. You have the two best hitters in Winker and Castellanos, and I have the best bullpen arm in in uh, Antone. So I mean, you have pieces they just all have to work together and he can't be as bad as an eight era or nearly close to it which is what uh castillo has but should be an exciting game tonight um no big changes in the lineup for cincinnati typical lineup for them and st louis gets paul goldschmidt uh to start back at first base tonight after a night off last night but it's the Reds and it's St. Louis Cardinals. That'll hit the air at 7.45, 8.15, slated for first pitch. We'll take a short break on the sports fan and on the other side to take your calls and wrap up the show for the week as we head into the weekend. It's the sports fan presented by Jane K. Contracting at 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Do you have what it takes to be our cutest prom couple? Here are the rules. No purchase necessary. Open to all area high school, private school, and homeschool students in the Power 105, Classic Hits 970, and 97.1 FM, WATH listing area. No college students, please. All photos need to be appropriate, clean, and clear. No filters and selfies, please. Message a photo of you and your prom date to the Power 105 Facebook page now through June 18th, 2021. More details to come. Keep listening to Power 105 and Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH Hi, I'm Dr. Sophia Tolliver Sure, the fight against COVID-19 includes wearing a mask but it's much more than a mask Testing is key If you feel sick or you've been around someone who is COVID-19 please get tested Stop the spread You'll protect those you love in the process This is about us helping each other and this effort, it's much more than a mask. This message provided by Ohio Governor Mike DeWine and aired on OAB in this station. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Over the past year, I've helped thousands turn their lives around. And today, I'm going to tell you the one simple trick that will change everything. All you have to do is... And now a message from our sponsor. With progress you can bundle your boat, RV, or other outdoor vehicle for great protection and even more savings. Progressive. And that's it. You'll have that for the rest of your lives. I'm so excited for you. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Start with everyone with a brand new puppy they cannot leave home alone. Well, there he is now, disemboweling a sofa. Now narrow it to the puppy parents who need to get their prescriptions refilled today. For you, there's Walgreens same-day prescription delivery. Medication sent right to your door from the local Walgreens you already know and trust. So you can spend all day at home teaching your new puppy some manners. Elroy, roll over. Or just sit there and tilt your head. Aww. To join, text JOINRX to 21525. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice. 
but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Well, sports fan, until we hit the weekend, sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. Get Mills of the Mic with Joe Medor up until 7 o'clock. And once again, the Cincinnati Reds coming away at 745. Tommy Thrown, the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, uh, bringing you all the action as they are on location. They are actually at, uh, they're in St. Louis. It's one of the first, I think, one of the first broadcasts that have been allowed for, uh, you know, at least radio guys to be on location. Uh, there are certain media members that have been able to travel uh, with the team and uh, and be there, but I guess because of the short travel, short distance, uh, they're able to go. Yeah, how long do you think it'll take for media is fully back ingratiated into everything going on? See, I don't know. I mean, and it goes back, what was the uh, the question that JW had on, on um, you know, Wednesday a little bit? You know, what, how does the media, a lot of people... Some people work well with the media, some people don't. Some people want to answer questions after games, and some people don't. Uh, so some people prefer the Zoom, right? I mean, it's a little bit less personal. Um, it's a different way to communicate the message, but um, I hope that things go back to somewhat normal for uh, you know media coverage. I saw the Mid-American Conference doing the... Um, it will be in person in Detroit... Uh, so they're, they're going back to in-person with media availability day. Uh, and they'll bring you know, football coaches uh, onto one area in, in Detroit and, and allow them to talk and, and have their media day, which is a good sign. Um, so, I mean, if the MAC is able to do it, I got to imagine the NFL should be able to do it, open up the locker rooms for coverage, open up, you know, baseball. Uh, I mean, the state of Ohio is... Yeah, mask-free right now. I mean, the, all the uh, coronavirus protections are up to local businesses, per se, and yeah, there's no reason, at least in Ohio, that media can't go and, and be in person and interview people in person. So I, I think it should be coming soon. I get it that media is not high on the priority list. You'd rather I have I say, the th- my take on there's really no rush to, to, you know, bring it back because they've already found a way to be able to do it you know, without everybody having to be there, you know, I'm sure some people would maybe be able to try to push for it never coming back in the way it was, just it, just keep it on Zoom and stuff like that, um, which I don't know if that, that extreme action will be taken forever, but I wouldn't be surprised if it takes longer than you think uh, because, you know, these guys are trying to still make sure that even though, you know, it's obviously still less likely now with the amount of people getting vaccinated and stuff like that, but they still want to avoid any kind of outbreak situation. So, you know, I, I would think it's going to be one of the last things to, to kind of get back to normal media's availability to, to come back into, you know, the clubhouses and the locker rooms and do the press conferences and all that stuff. See, so I'd at least, and this is just me coming at it from a radio side, I would at least like for the clean audio from wherever they're doing the interview from, get the audio so that it doesn't sound digitized. Like, you know how it's not Yeah, it was, some teams are pretty embarrassing with... Yeah. I <laughs> in mean, this on. day and age, not be able to figure out how to set up a virtual press conference. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I remember Cincinnati, when they when this, you know, last offseason, like, the different reporters were coming up on the screen. It's like, nobody cares about the how these reporters look. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, 
right? right. Some people are really bad at figuring out how to how to do you know the, the virtual press conferences and just the where they're presented. Remember, you would see some of the shots that were like. That'd be like down here, and you'd see like it would be like looking up at whoever that was interviewing. Like it was like a phone on the desk. Yeah, you could see like, up there. That was it. Yeah, I was like, what the? <laughs> at least center somebody, or yeah, I mean, right. And I get it. I mean, maybe the media people who could have helped them with that, uh, maybe they weren't available because of the coronavirus pandemic. But hey, I mean, somebody's got to figure it out. I mean, I I was listening to the Cincinnati Reds post game. And they were going to an interview. I don't know if it was the manager, David Bell, or if it was with uh, Nick Castellanos. But they were trying to interview someone or air the interview. And then it was just the tail end of it. I mean, they, they totally missed it. They had, like, the last question. And then they went up over to something else that lasted maybe 15, 20 seconds before they went to another commercial break. Yeah, it was like these teams were, like, screen recording the, like the, <laughs> the Zoom. And that was their live stream. It's like, you have the equipment. Just set up a camera, have the coach talk to the the phone or whatever you have it themselves. But that's not what we all have to see. Right. Yeah, but it was kind of funny. This, you know, there's a lot of younger people in these media type jobs that set these things up, and you just thought they would have been a little bit better at setting them up because <laughs> there were some bad ones. Uh, the NFL ones stick out a bunch. I mean, I felt like a lot of the teams just kind of had like the screen recording of what was going on, and you know, yeah, as you mentioned, like the digitized sounding type of audio and stuff like that. It also makes you wonder, you know, how many people live with awful Wi-Fi connection because you know, some of these interviews would be. And I, I totally get it for the reporter side, right? I mean, if yeah, you're not in the building, and right. you know, right. But if you are a professional sports team. And you cannot, A, set up the camera correctly, B, get some clean audio to your flagship at least, right? I mean, for, let me just take the Cincinnati Reds as an example, right? If you just get the best audio and send it to 700 WLW, then that goes out to the rest of the affiliates, you know, so then we sound better over here in Athens. And it doesn't sound, you know, like David Bell has choppy audio or even, you know, just take a phone, sit it next to... Uh, you know, manager David Bell, and then talk and and call the station. I mean, I'd take the the guaranteed signal, the guaranteed line on a phone line, rather than nothing or even the the digital sound that has a chance of cutting off. I'd rather hear what he has to say than just hear it well for yeah, maybe two or three seconds or so. Yeah, I was just like uh, those the wine press conferences that we yeah. used to air here. I mean, the audio on those things were. We still air some of them. That mic was hot. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting here trying to adjust the levels as it was going on. It's not our fault. I mean, that's just how we receive the audio. And uh, you know, it cut out every now and then. Yeah, it was usually yep. a hassle. Yep. And then you think, like, you know, I forget whatever they would do, but you would think the building that the the governor's addressing everybody would have decent Wi-Fi connection. Right. And then <laughs> even the, uh, I guess the reporters, they were in the building. Then I don't know if they're on Zoom now or something. Um, I don't know what their press setup looks like, uh, but it used to be in person, and then people would be handed a mic, and they'd be walking the mic around, and one guy you can hear loud and clear, the other guy that you can't hear at all, some guy turned the other microphone off. Like, I mean, come on, guys, what, what are we doing here? But So I'm, I'm hoping that we're able to get somewhat better quality, I guess, and, and that's what I would push for First, maybe it's not the full-blown, you know, uh, media scrum that that get out and you know interview at the lockers and interview at out of the locations, but it should be a um, at least a better quality until we get to that point. We still need to get to that point again, uh, and, and teams should allow media members back inside. But until that point happens, I'm not sure. Uh, I would just suffice for some better visuals and better sound. I get it, beginning of the pandemic, people are figuring things out. Yeah, you should have it ironed out by right. now, probably. Especially the baseball, basketball team. Yeah, this, is, it, this was their second go-around with it. Right. Somebody contact yeah. the flagship television station, the flagship radio <laughs> station, get some professional audio equipment in there, and uh, so we can actually hear from start to finish and get some organization, too, because, again, with the Reds post game, it sounds like, all right, well, I think this interview is happening now. We're going to cut here. Or maybe even there's possibly two Zoom calls going on at once, 
and you have half the media people talking to one guy, and then half the other media, uh, you know, talking to the other guy. I'm like, well, just pick one, put it one in succession, so we can hear what they have to say, and then move on. I don't know. I just thought it could have been organized better from that standpoint. Yeah. Well, the good news is we can talk about when they'll return because uh, looking like we're getting back to pretty normal in the in the sports world. Of course, a lot of baseball parks are starting to open up. Right. But that also means the price. Let me tell you, when I went to that O's game a few weeks ago, the prices. And I understand they missed a year, but good God, I think a hot dog was like six fifty. <laughs> well, the um, I mean, ballpark food was always expensive. Yeah, always, but it, it it just seemed even a little bit more than normal. So I was I thought you were going to go with ticket price when you brought it up. Well, first. I didn't have to pay for the tickets. So well, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing, right? If you have a lot of something. Right, like if, if you have a lot of seats and you're trying to sell them out, the ticket prices will be less because you know the the demand for them are not as high. Oh, I think football game. I mean, baseball a little bit different animal. Uh, I think football games this upcoming year. You're if you're not a, a PSL or season ticket, you're gonna have a hard time finding cheap seats to any game. And see, I mean, that's you go to the sports to to enjoy it, right? I mean, you you're paying a fortune here. Not everybody can afford to go out there and and. Uh, Pay, you know, hundred thirty for a ticket, then another twenty forty dollars on food, depending on how many people you're there with. Another fifty dollars to, uh, you know, go and park your car, right? I mean, you got to pay to park your car. I mean, come on, it's a giant parking lot. Uh, I, I get it. You're trying to make some money off of it, and somebody's got to pay the contract extension for Winker. But come on, guys, <laughs> what are we? You know, all the fans, the owners might be made of money, but the fans are not. The fans just want to sit there, enjoy the game, and and be entertained, unless they're throwing a water bottle at a at a basketball event. But it's uh, yeah, I would, I'd like to see the time where it's full capacity and, and the prices kind of drop a little bit. That that'd be nice. But either way, it's uh, it'll be something, especially for football. I think there's going to be a high demand for Bengal tickets coming up. I will think I saw the first Monday night game uh, that Vegas is going to have, which is week one. They're playing the Ravens, actually. Uh, I think I saw the cheapest ticket was like 700 bucks or something. I mean, come on. Which makes sense. It's Vegas. It's all that. It was always going to be overblown anyway, but shoo. See, and that's, I've never been to a live NFL game before. Really? No. I mean, uh, maybe when I was real young. But, you know, my dad would always say, you yeah, know, I, I, mean, I got my popcorn, I got my chair in the basement, and I got my TV right in front of me. Yeah, that's that's the old person take. Just all right. I got the best view right here. Yeah, and he's not necessarily wrong. And he saved seven hundred bucks. <laughs> he didn't have to pay. Well, for I've never, I've never paid seven hundred bucks for a football ticket. The most, well, I guess it was close to two hundred for a playoff game. But yeah, it's also a playoff game. Right, I mean that that Bengals fans aren't used to this. Ah, oh, sorry, that was easy. It was too easy. We'll see. We'll gotta see, gotta uh, wrap up the week with a shot there, a little jab. Of course. All right, it's been the sports fan nine seventy nine seven point one FM WATH. Big thanks to J W Smith for the call in, and of course, you know, for you guys listening in all week long. Cincinnati Reds again are coming your way at seven forty five. I believe they have a couple of one fifty starts over the weekends. Word on the Reds. They got a big series against St. Louis. For Joe Medor, this is Connor Mills signing off. CBS News at the top of the hour is next. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the baseball game tonight. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.